Hi, uh, my name is Shane Curley. Uh, I'm a secondary school teacher. I'm qualified to teach Irish and French, and I currently teach uh, a lot of resource classes as well. Uh, I'm from Kinodima, just outside Lockray, and I'm a Pinafora County Councillor since 2019 for the Lockray area. Hi, my name is Maeve Kuzak. I'm a member of Monaghan Ogrevina Falls, and I'm a sixth year student at St. Louis Secondary School in Monaghan. Thank you. And Keen. Hi everybody, uh, my name is Keen Domican and I'm a six-year student of the class of 2021 uh, from Kildare, but I actually go to school in Dublin. Um, in Ogre Fianna Fáil, I'm the events organiser for Kildare North Ogre. Right, so we're going to start with getting the thoughts of our two students in relation to Leaving Cert 2021. Uh, a lot of students have been in contact with us and they have said that they are suffering from a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety. Uh, so we're keen to hear what our two students on have to say. Maeve, we might start with you. Um, how are you finding the experience of Leaving Cert 2021? Good morning, Maeve. Can you hear us? Oh, sorry, I thought <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Oh, good. I think what is happening. Um, sorry. Well, yeah, so you said to Keen to hear Keen's or... opinions. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. yeah that's, I think that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, do you, want, if you want to just give it maybe and we can work it out? Yeah, no problem at all. <laughs> sorry. Um, well, in my whole constituency of Cabin Monaghan, we've seen some of the highest so we be made aware of students in the class of 2021 with continued declined mental state due to the uncertainty and anxiety surrounding the Leaving Cert exam. A member of my community actually reached out to me recently explaining how they received a phone call in the early hours of the morning from a fellow Leaving Cert student. The student was distressed over the lack of clarification surrounding the exam. The student didn't have the facilities to participate in remote learning during fifth or sixth year, which has resulted in them falling behind their fellow classmates and a huge number students have faced this problem. Other students are already struggling with severe anxiety due to the current pandemic. There are students who are considered to fall into the vulnerable category or have family members who are in the vulnerable category. I've been made aware of instances where students have been attempting to homeschool themselves since September if they are bringing the virus home with them. Students are isolated and they're exhausted. They're struggling and they feel as though they're being ignored. And in my opinion, the pandemic has made it abundantly clear that one final exam at the end of a two-year course in seven subjects is completely inconvenient and does not truly represent any student's ability. As a repeat student myself, I would prefer to sit the exam, but in my opinion, I believe the class of 2021 deserve the choice of predicted grades. In my opinion, there should be no possibility of a traditional leaving cert in completely untraditional circumstances. And I fully understand this is a very tough ask due to the lack of data collected on their grades. But this lack of data is due to the prolonged closures in both years of their senior cycle education. For this to work, I believe predicted grades should be given in the month of April or May. Most students have completed class tests throughout both years. Although these tests are by no means an accurate representation of the grade a student may achieve in the exam in June, along with the work they have completed over the two-year period, it is possible for a teacher to predict a possible grade they may achieve. Should the student be unhappy with this predicted grade assigned by their teacher, they should have an opportunity to sit the exam in this subject in the summertime. I believe that this will ease pressure on the teachers given predicted grades and ensure that the students can still be considered to join the class of 2021 to 2022 in third level. 
Honestly, I don't understand what the unions could possibly hold against this proposal. It's students' futures that will be affected by the result of this decision. And it has been made clear by data collected by the ISSU and many other polls that just do not feel comfortable with the exams going ahead this summer. Thank you, Maeve. Um, Keen, how are you getting on with the Leaving Cert 2021? Um, well, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, to be honest. Like, if you want to go back to the very beginning when I was still in fifth year, um, when whenever schools closed, I think it was March 12th or March 13th, um, you know, we were meant to just be out of school for two weeks. And during that time, I think what happened with my school, my situation was we were just given a two-week kind of study pack, really. And we were just given a timetable of like, oh, this is what our teachers told us to study for these two weeks. Um, eventually, it turned into we eventually had a full timetable of classes online through Zoom, Microsoft Teams, that type of thing. And I mean, it was okay, just... It, there was really little to no engagement in the classes. Um, obviously, it was lacking, so really just wasn't the same as being in a classroom, of course. Um, but eventually, you kind of, I mean, I set, managed to settle into a study rhythm. Um, you pitch your assignments, hit your study targets, hopefully, and hopefully hit your goals in the online exams you would have done at that time. Um, however, you know, during the two or three month period that we would have been out of school, like it was really, really difficult just to kind of maintain your attention. I need just so many distractions at home. I mean, like it's very difficult to just kind of sit down at a desk for what ten hours a day and then be expected to sit down for another two or three to get your study done on top of um your day of school. Um, so I mean, me personally, kind of again in this lockdown now, um, when we were meant to be, most schools meant to be back open the sixth of January, and the minister came out and said, right. Um, schools are closed, but hopefully we're going to have six years back in on the following Monday on the 11th. So what happened was my school, um, luckily we invested quite a bit of money into um, our facilities for online learning over the summer. And literally all they did was they sent out an email to us and said, right, okay, and we sent Microsoft Teams links and then just attend your classes at a normal period timetable. Um, so me personally, I always had certainty with this. Um, unfortunately, you know, this, we didn't go back to school on the 11th um, and we've been out of school since. And I mean, who knows when we will be back. But um, I think personally, I should be prepared to sit the exam, hopefully, the way things are going. However, again, I mean, in this lockdown, like I think a lot of people would, would share the same opinion that it's so much harder this time um, for the same reasons I've already outlined, but also just kind of from a mental health point of view. It's just really difficult to focus on things because there's so much going on and you know, I'm starting to think, like, is this just a repeat of last year um, for, the, for six years? Like, I mean, they were left down pretty much to the wire as to whether or not they'd be doing an exam. And the one thing we have kind of in our corner this year is we have, you know, there's a bit of time now between um, January and June to kind of sort something out with this. Um, and, I mean, if the government's kind of going to put the mental well-being of six-year students um, at ahead of, you know, just doing an exam, um, I think, you know, something needs to happen. I think you're dead right, Keen. I think you're dead right. Um, Shane, you're the only teacher yep. that's going to be taking medals. Obviously, I'm a teacher myself, but um, you're giving us the teacher's yep. perspective on this. What are you hearing on Leaving Cert 2021, or what are your own thoughts on it right now? Well, I suppose, like, when I get on to, I'll come back to that question about what I'm hearing in a second because I don't just hear things as a teacher. I am a counsellor in touch with a lot of parents and students as well as 
the actual students I teach. But just from a school point of view, like I just thought from September to December that like there was such a happiness among students to be back in school. Like they were just delighted to be able to be back in a social setting. And he mentioned mental health there. Like I mean, doing a leaving search is a holistic thing. It's not just sitting down studying and writing out answers to questions. Like there's the whole mental health aspect of keeping yourself in a good mood, doing the physical exercise, whether it's extracurricular or school, whatever it is. And then like one of the best things for your mental health is social interaction, just hanging around with your friends at break time, lunchtime, having the crack in certain classes or whatever it is that you do. Like no student has had that for three months of last year and for since Christmas holidays this year. So like that has been taken away from them. And that's such an important thing for students when they're trying to get themselves into the right frame of mind to sit down and do, you know, heavy, heavy duty studying for a leaving cert. So I teach online classes at the moment and students are just, they're fed up, if I'm being honest. Like they're, they're good and they're trying to keep positive, but you can tell the students are just so fed up of the lack of social life, the lack of normal life, for want of better words. Um, now, you, you asked me what I'm hearing on the ground. Like I'm hearing on the ground from teachers, students, parents, everybody. Um, parents and students clearly think that this is a very unconventional time of our lives and a conventional leaving cert is out of the question which I totally agree with we have to come to some arrangement to look after students and their mental health in particular will be shattered if they're sat down and told look you're, you're doing a normal leaving cert so just get ready for it that can't happen in my opinion the only concern I have and I'm sure we'll touch on it later is like I'm hearing from an awful lot of teachers that they're worried about the lack of data they have to actually be able to do a calculated grade for a student because if you look at this year's sixth years, when they were in fifth year, they, you know, we went into lockdown in early March, I think it was. So March, April, May, and June, they, they had no summer tests. They had no continuous assessments for those four months of that year. A lot of schools probably haven't even done Christmas tests this year, so they can't use that either. Like all they're basing their calculated grade on is maybe a Christmas test from 2019 when the students had just started fifth year. Um, I was talking to one particular maths teacher who said he only got enough classroom time to cover three chapters in higher level maths with his students like to me that sounds like a huge disadvantage I'm a language teacher I don't understand the maths course but that sounds pretty minimal from the point of view of classroom time so there are there are challenges in this um, and the teachers are worried but students and parents like you can, you can see the stress levels like it's, it's through the roof at this stage and you know the leaving cert does affect the rest of your life in a way it's not it's not going to define any student but it can determine whether or not you get into a certain course in college so the anxiety is quite high for a lot of the intern students. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Shane. Um, you have one very interesting point there in relation to the social side of the leaving search and being in school as well. I might ask Maeve and, and Keen for their thoughts on that because it seems to be something that is not being talked about. I mean, if we talk about the, the stress and anxiety about having to do exams, but how has it been for students to not see their peers every day? Listen, it was great that we got students back for the four months before Christmas, but I think it's four weeks of class we've missed now since Christmas. I, I mean, what, what kind of effects are they having on students now? Um, Keen, if you wanted to go in there. or um, Yeah, I suppose I'll take this one. Um, I mean, really like now, I mean, the same as everybody, like we're in lockdown. And I think a lot of, a lot of the time, the discussion around the leaving cert is focused on how much time we spent in school. Um, and, we don't really take into account the overall picture of the fact that, you know, what is the reason we're not in school? It's because of COVID and the fact that we're, everything is shut down. Um, like I haven't seen my mates in 
before Christmas now, I think. So I've just been at home all day and doing nothing, basically. Um, you know, luckily, now that school's back kind of online, um, I have something to kind of do during the day. But, like, it's completely mind-numbing because I associate, for me, um, you know, going to school on the bus every day, seeing my pals at lunchtime for the hour-long break, but yes, sitting beside one of them in class, maybe, you know, having, having a bit of banter, whatever you do, um, with kind of learning in a way. So it, it impacts on your learning outcomes um, when you don't see your mates because school is a social interaction. When you don't have that, it, it really negatively affects that. Um, but like even still like simpler things like I can't, I can't go out see my mates play a game of football or do any of that stuff now um, so again really I'm just sitting inside like everybody else except the big difference between me and other people is we have an exam at the end of the year it means that when we're sitting in at home we have nothing else to think about the entire time really um, it's just constantly in the back of our minds like is anything I'm doing right now going to matter in five months time like am i even going to be sitting this exam should i be should i bother to study say um you kind of have to you have to mo motivate yourself that much more that that much more at a time when it's really difficult to motivate yourself yeah would you agree with that Maeve? um he's very um... yeah i definitely agree with all the points that kins made there um quarantine and self-isolation staying at home it is a very scary experience for so many students so many there's so many students across the country that really rely on social interaction they have friends and a day at school you know there's so many people that is so much awful circumstances at home and people that's just in a really bad mindset that it just it gets them through the day having one conversation with their friends or even just like having lunch just it's little things in life going on the bus and seeing your friends I think when that's all taken away it adds to the anxiety again and it just it builds up and I think expecting these people they've sacrificed so much young people have sacrificed a lot during this pandemic so to expect us to sit an exam in a few months after the prolonged closures it's just it just it might it's mind-boggling to think how it's going ahead yeah this is it and I think um, I think Keen, the point Keen made there was very valid about everybody being in the same boat of having been in lockdown and everyone getting stressed out. But on top of that, students have now got to deal with the prospects of a leading cert exam, whether they feel prepared or not, or what there is, it's there, it's in their mind. Um, and it, it seems to be something that we're not fully taking into consideration when we talk about the leaving cert. Um, we'll leave that part or that topic there and we move on to the third segment then. And that is a discussion on the over proposals, the option of uh, the calculated grades, projects, written exams. Um, so I suppose the first thing we want to try and do is to get someone to outline the process that we went through to get there. So that was, we obviously have the group chat going. We had the Zoom calls with students and teachers, and then we met with the parliamentary party after putting it all together. And then from there, flesh it out a little bit more, talking about each of the I think it's five proposals that's in it. Um, they all sort of merge into one. Um, I know I have it in red there for either Keen or Maeve to explain the process that we went through, just because there's no point. We um, we feel like it'll be a bit more, be a bit more impact on it if it comes from one of the students who went through the process with us, rather than me saying it. Um, so I don't know which of you wants to do it. 
Maeve, do you want to do this one? Uh, yeah, no bother. Um, yeah, sure. Well, we went through a process with OGRA uh, to see what the majority of people were agreeing with. Um, we They engaged with teachers and students in OGRA and beyond. We held Zoom discussions to listen to students. And then we created a pos proposal and held a meeting with the Fianna Fáil Parliamentary Party to make our views known. Um, I really don't think we could have done any more. It's just a matter now of seeing if our proposal is listened to. I actually, I was really happy with the results of the proposal. Um, we had stories from students across the country in it and how they felt about the exam coming up. And along with that, we had, my favourite part of the proposal really was the mental health line as well. Because again, a lot of people forget about the impact this is all having on students' mental health. And I think it was just fantastic to see that be recognised in our proposal. I suppose as part of our proposals, we put in that orals and project work would be taken on a, a subject by subject basis. Um, Shane, look, you're you're an Irish teacher, a French teacher as well. Um, we'd be interested in hearing what your thoughts are on the orals in Irish and in French, or just Irish, or whichever. Yeah, um, I mean, you can take both together. Really, they're they're similar uh, from as regards what my point of view is. Um, I'm putting myself in the shoes of me when I was, we'll say, 17 or 18 in Leavesworth. And I'd gone to the Welsh, I think, four summers in a row. I had done an awful lot of work on my World Irish. I had gone to Sclother clubs, which were the Welsh aftercare clubs that happened every Saturday from two to four in Gort over the road. And I just had really thrown myself into the spoken Irish. Um, and if somebody had turned around and said to me, look, everyone's getting 100% of their orals, don't worry about it, I would have been absolutely devastated because of the work that I put into oral Irish for my leaving cert. Same in French. I did a lot of work on my French. I'm an Irish and French teacher, so I think for the parents of kids who invested in that Gwaitlux experience and invested in becoming fluent in the language, um, to, be, to, to, to turn around and to be told, look, everybody's going to get 100% now, even though you've gone and done all that work, I think it would be the same as two students being told everyone's getting 100% in a practical when one student is gifted with their hands, you know, carves out fantastic woodwork pieces or does incredible DCG or metal or products, whatever it is. I just think the subject by subject thing is extremely good. But I, uh, I, I pick up again on what Senator Malcolm Byrne said. I don't think online orals are impossible. <clears throat> I think they're extremely possible. I think in cases of weak broadband in rural areas, bring people into a centre on a phase-by-phase -phase basis where you get people you know, socially distant into a centre of some sort, I think it's very, very feasible. I think it's very doable. And I think it would be a shame to allow students not have that opportunity because even if they go with predicted grades, which I hope they do, <clears throat> you're still going to have to turn around and offer people the sit-down exam option. And in that case, I think it's only fair that the actual proper oral would also be taken into consideration. So that's not 40%, everyone gets the same, and then 60%, no, your entire leaving search is based on a written exam. Like for students with dyslexia or other learning difficulties, that's that's a huge barrier to try and overcome, especially if they need a particular grade in a language like Irish, where I think you need a H3 to get into primary teaching. Like that's a huge disadvantage for those students if they are dyslexic. And I, you know, I, I'm very good friends with a dyslexic English teacher. It's not a barrier that you can't overcome in normal times. So why would it be a barrier now? Yeah. Maeve, do you feel that you could sit your Irish oral exam? Do you feel prepared enough that you could do one? Or would you be able to do it online um, even? Personally, yes. I'd love to be, have the opportunity to sit the Irish oral exam. The reason for that would be because 
although like I am fluent in Irish and Gaelica is a huge part of my life and I have as she said like I went to the Gael talk a couple of times now and I spent years just trying to better my oral language all the time and it is that's just one subject where the predicted grade can come in tricky for because it's very hard to grade a student on a language whenever that student might not have any verbal knowledge of the language whatsoever it they might write it off perfectly obviously the written section of that language is very important but I think it is quite important for the orals to go ahead and for them to go ahead I think they could go on online students could be brought into the school there's so many options for the orals now I'm not saying that they definitely have to go ahead obviously if the guidelines say that it would be unsafe to host orals that would be we'd have to follow the guidelines but yes I do think that it would be it would be very unfair to some students to spend a lot of time going to Gale Talk, etc., to cancel the orals completely. Same question to you there, Keen. Um, do you feel comfortable at the minute that you could go in and, and sit an oral exam? Um, yeah, I think I would be. Um, I mean, same as Maeve, like I went to the Gale Talk for four years in a row. Um, now I'm in no way fluent in Irish, but um, something that hasn't really been discussed a lot is kind of the changes that were made at the start of the year for our class to the exams. Um, and in my studies, the only thing I found that have made any difference have been the 10 less traffic doors I have to do now in Irish. Um, the Irish oral has kind of been the only thing that I've seen change. So I think I'd be pretty on top of things with it. So I think hopefully like if I was going to do it, if it's online, I'd be fine doing it online. I've been doing orals online start the year just with, with my school and stuff so I kind of know how they kind of work um, so I would be okay with this um, however again like we still have to factor in the fact that a lot of people aren't in the same position as um, I would be where they might not have the same access to things I do and they would rely on their time spent in class to kind of speak their Irish they wouldn't be able to, to afford to go to the well talk to maybe pay for grounds or whatever um, so would they be in the same position? Probably not. Um, and, you know, the Leaving Cert is meant to be, it's, in theory, it's meant to be a level playing field. But unfortunately, this year, it isn't. Um, and you have to kind of look at it in a way that, across the entire board, is it fair to put everyone through the same exam? And unfortunately, I think the orals are a case where it isn't um, for a lot of students. Thanks, Ian. You, you raise a very good point there, actually, about the changes that were made to exams at the start of this year. I know um, for, from geography, the changes that were made there have made the course, they've, they've reduced the course by a quarter, essentially, um, and it's made it very doable. But I do note that the same is not the case in any of the other subjects. Um, some subjects haven't actually seen any reduction in the content of the course at all. I think accounting is an example where I, I don't actually think they've reduced the course. They've told them what one of the questions will be. Um, but I mean, it's the question that comes up every year anyway, so it was no surprises. Um, I'm going to look at the questions now, and the first one comes in from Emily. Now, Emily says, I've been diagnosed with severe anxiety and depression since Christmas. My doctor says it's exam related. I think making the decision to move to predicted grades will help students like me. Until then, though, are there services available or do these types of illnesses get considered for exams? Well, Emily, the OGRE proposal includes a dedicated helpline to support students like yourself through this very difficult time. Um, Shane, did you want to come in on this as well? Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I mean, as a teacher that would see how this operates within a school environment, like, 
talking to your guidance counselor if you're you know if you're feeling anxious or stressed and you feel like you need to talk to somebody you know a lot of guidance counselors can be a very effective way of you know dealing with that and talking about your problems and as well as that there, there's some brilliant organizations out there like jake saw that you can reach out to and it's great to know that there are supports out there and that you don't have to suffer in silence our second question comes in from Niall. Now, Niall says, I want to do medicine and feel that I won't get the points if we do predicted grades. I'd much rather sit an exam because I know I'm capable and I've studied hard. Will exams be an option if we go down the route of predicted grades? Uh, well, Niall, last year students could sit an exam, but that was in November if they weren't happy with their grade. Now, what we in Ogre have proposed is that the written exams will be carried out over the summer and that the results would be given out before colleges start back so that no one would be disadvantaged for wanting to sit an exam. Uh, Shane, did you want to come in on this one? Yeah, I, I just I thought the Ogre proposal on Instagram was very good. I thought the optional calculated grade is a great idea because it, it gives the total power to the students to choose whether or not they want to just go with the calculated grade their teacher gives them. And then the other nice thing about it is if they're not happy with that grade, they can just literally fall back on their written exam and do it anyway. So. I just think it gives the most option to a student. Um, there might be some issues with the level of data the teachers have to go back and use as a tool for calculated grades, but it's a very unconventional year for the current last year's fifth years, which will be this year's sixth years. They've lost so much classroom time. Our third question comes in from Garoge. Uh, Garoge says that it feels like the minister doesn't care about students and that we're being kept in the dark on everything. What's going on? Well, Garoge, firstly, one that I can say is that the minister does care about students. She's been a teacher all of her professional life. I've talked with her and had conversations around many times before she was a minister even about education. I can guarantee you that she has the best interest of students at heart. Um, but, you know, she's the minister and she does have to, you know, talk now with all the other partners in education so that they can come to an agreement on it. Um, Keen, you wanted to come in on this one as well. Yeah, I mean, I think like as a student myself, I mean, it's very, um, it's very possible that over the last few weeks, like you may have felt like you're speaking into a void with um, the types of things that we've been trying to have happen around the leaving service, like um, trying to, students trying to canvas for priest grades or an option, whatever. Um, but I think it is important to remember that the minister has been meeting with groups like the ISSU um, and they have you know, been voicing the opinions of the majority of students. And it is quite clear from surveys that the ISSU conducted um, that the majority of students want the option of predicted grades and these takes have been brought to the minister. Um, so, you know, we can't have it really where uh, a decision is made and then someone else says, no, I'm not having that. And then the decision can't go ahead. So for example, like us six years when we were meant to be going back to school on the 11th of January, um, what happened was the unions came in and said, no, we're not sending you back. Um, when the minister came out and said the week previously that, you know, uh, six years you're going to be going back in on a temporary basis for three days a week or whatever. Um, so there are a lot of things that Norma has to balance with this. And it's important that the right decisions are made instead of rash and instead of rash ones that are made too quickly. Thank you. Uh, Maeve, did you want to come in on this as well? Yeah, I just agree with everything Kian said. Um, Norma's, Minister Norma Foley has been put in a very awkward position now because it's really, there's two different sides to 
the whole predicament at the moment, you know, the teachers' unions, they don't want predicted grades, and then this, a majority of the students do want predicted grades. So I think it's really hard to keep everyone happy, especially when the circumstances are so unpredictable as well. You know, we can't really predict how COVID's going to work out or anything else, but I'd really, I'd like to commend Minister Norma Foley for all the hard work she has put in. You know, it's really not an easy role to be playing at the moment, to be sitting in her shoes at the moment. Our next question then comes in from Katie. Um, Katie, is quite a simple question. Why are teaching unions so opposed to predictive grades? Uh, well, Katie, what the unions have said is that they do not have enough data on students due to lost class time to be able to predict a grade. Um, Keen, you wanted to come in on this one. Yeah, I mean, I think it's quite, in a way, it's quite, it's quite a simple way of looking at it. I mean, like the unions are meant to represent teachers and teachers are meant to be our educators and therefore they're meant to have the best interests of their students, you know, at the heart of everything they do. Um, as such, I don't see why it isn't too much to ask for, you know, everyone to kind of come down from their high horses, come together and come up with a solution which really um, puts the students' health, both physical and mental, at the centre. Um, I mean, for us in Ogre, that would be for students to be given the option of predicted grades or a traditional exam. Um, understand, you know, it's going to take a lot of time. There's a lot of conversations to be had around this, and there's probably more conversations to be had following the decision of an option being given to students if it does come to that. Um, but really, we need to make sure that students are put at the heart of everything of everything we do from now on. Uh, you want to comment on that there as well, Shane? Yeah. Um, look, I totally support the students' desire for calculated grades. I think they are... The only real option here, at least they have to be optional for our students. But I have been talking to a lot of teachers who are struggling to see how they're going to calculate grades for a lot of students on the basis of lack of data. So, look, I'm not sure if the unions are just trying to stymie the decision to go to calculated grades or if there's genuine concern there. I was talking to a maths teacher yesterday who has only covered in a classroom three or four subjects with the students in higher level maths. Um, the rest was done online. Uh, between three months last year and at least five weeks, I think now this year of online classes. He, all he has is a November or December 2019 Christmas test to use as a substantial test to calculate his students' grades on if you want to go over the data of tests. like it, it, We're going to have to see what the rubric is that comes out because maybe it's a great thing that Norma has sat down for a few weeks in a room with these guys and tried to figure out the best way to go about this because... I'm not sure it's just as simple as it was last year because last year's Leaving Cert said most of their course done. Uh, by February last year, a lot of Leaving Cert classes in a lot of subjects would have been into the full-scale revision, doing exam papers, doing mock tests and that kind of stuff. They would have been finished with content coverage, if you want to call it that way. So I, I think it is trickier this way on both sides. Um, I, I would be a little bit understanding of the unions on this particular issue. I think it's a tricky one for them, in a way. So, Thanks, Shane. So I mean, just from what you said there, Shane, like, I think, um, you know, we have to understand that over the last, what, 18 months now um, of us fifth years and now sixth years going through leaving our Leaving Cert curriculum and our Leaving Cert cycle, um, really, everyone has been approaching this Leaving Cert from completely different viewpoints since the start. Um, everyone's had completely different experiences the entire time they've maybe miss out on a load of code coursework, some people might be finished their coursework, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, you know, therefore, 
I don't really see a standardized approach to grading us being the solution here. Um, yeah. And as such, like obviously there are difficulties with, you know, the the converse of that is that there's not enough information on the students to mark them um, in any other way. Um, so can I ask you an edgy question based on that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah go ahead. Uh, what's your opinion on the, I suppose, the, the argument they had last year around a school's performance in previous years and, you know, like, um, let's just say, uh, like, in one particular year, take Yates College of Galway, where in, a, in an average geography class, you probably get maybe 50% H1s, 20% H2s, and the rest probably H3s. Like, I mean, it's a grind school. So, yeah. like... Um, really, with predicted grades, it kind of it comes down to what do you want them to be? Do you want it to be a snapshot of me going into the exam hall on the day and getting my results? Do you want it to be a continuous session mm. of me over the last few years or whatever? Right now, in the first instance, if you want to include school profiling profiling into the equation of predicted grades, really, I would be if you want it to be that snapshot I talk about, it has to be an accurate representation of the leading search as it is. And in its current state, unfortunately, it is a system which rewards affluence and investment over hard work and determination to some extent. Really, when you look at it, the more money you put into your kid over the course of his six years or whatever in secondary school, the chances are he will do better than his peers who haven't received as much investment into their education. Um, as mm. such, it's, to me, just disingenuous to then take away all of these just facts that there are schools out there who constantly year on year do better than national average in H1 percentages and H2 percentages etc etc and really the format that was done last year which was essentially a class ranking system completely messed up the entire way a leaving series is done normally that's why there's great inflation that's yeah. why there's all these problems that occurred and you know it's not nice to admit that but I think in this situation we need to be honest with ourselves as really a nation in a way and kind of look that there is a two-tier system in education that needs to be dealt with but we can't really do anything about that right now and as such we need to give us to give our students now an accurate grading in their leaving cert in predicted grades and therefore include school profiling in the, in the equations or algorithms that are brought in to you know give us their grading right we'll leave it at that for today folks i want to thank keen mave and shane for joining me today as we've discussed leaving cert 2021 as always, Ogre is here fighting for students and putting what is best for students at the forefront. If you'd like to join us in our fight for that, hop onto our website, sign up and get involved. But until next time, Gurmagat.